Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, as we continue unabated down the path outlined in the book of Revelation. There seems to be a sense of apathy, even in the body of Christ. We become desensitized to what we see on the news. I mean, shootings take place, and our response is, that's terrible, those poor people, and that's it. We hear about children being kidnapped and trafficked. Oh, those poor kids. What kind of monsters do that sort of thing? We hear about earthquakes and thousands of people killed, even more injured. Oh, that's too bad. And that's it. No action. No prayers by the body of Christ. None. Oh, there may be a mention somewhere as someone, you know, maybe your pastor or somebody says, oh, and don't forget to lift up those children or the victims or those dealing with the forest fires and earthquakes and mashes. Just lift them up in prayer. You know, that's about as far as it goes. And that, in 90% of the cases, is it. No national outcry for prayer. None. Most people don't even know when the National Day of Prayer takes place, let alone fast and pray on the first Thursday in May. Oh, yeah, that's when it is. You didn't know that? See what I'm saying? Is there any wonder why the United States of America is in the condition it's in right now? Is there any wonder why we see all the crime and recessions and wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters beyond anything ever recorded before happening right now? Yes, there is. And to discuss what that is, our good friend Tom Donnan is back with us today, and we're going to discuss something that the Lord spoke to him, three words, I am justice, and how true that is. And with the recent decision by the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, it's even more important than ever as we look at this through the spiritual lens of Scripture. Amen. Help me welcome back to the program our good friend Tom Donnan. Tom, thank you for joining us again today, my buddy. Pastor, it's always good to get together, and we're, you know, I, I will tell you is, is that I look forward to the next time because the subject matter changes, it gets more intense, and it's getting more <laughs> frequent, and then I need, and then I say to myself, oh, I need to make another an appointment, another, you know, time to, to schedule for another interview. Amen, amen. Well, tell us what the Lord spoke to you and showed you. Well, um, the first thing is, is that it was at uh, 2.26 in the morning. Now, I always try to pay attention to the time because sometimes the, the number will correlate to something else. No, and uh, but it was a, a strong impression that came into my mind and then I could hear it. And it was this, just the three words, like you said, I am justice. And I like the way that that sounded, you know, because we've been living in a society where there hasn't been justice for one right. side and there's been an execution of unjust actions on the other and so now the thing is, is that I felt good about it until I started thinking about abortion, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we have a just God and we have 60 million plus abortions, no, um, wow, that that could be devastating. You know, uh, he could remove his hand of mercy and bring down a hand of judgment upon us. 
And I was thinking, oh, no, how is this going to go? And then we see this where road versus weight. And so I have to say that, okay, the justice side is coming down on on the godly side. Uh, when I say that, in that it is it is advocating the the uh, advocating and um, acting upon all the prayers that have been prayed to reverse Roe versus Wade. You know, and that is a a, a huge deal. Remember uh, back when when uh, President Trump had. Uh, changed and brought the um, what was that uh, uh, embassy to Jerusalem? Yep. Right. Yep. That was a huge deal. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Now this is a huge deal, you know, because God is now supporting um, life, and that He is saying that He is going to move into this and bring justice. And I don't know the exact uh, level of what's going to happen, but I will say that it is a huge move in a good direction for America. And that's why I am so uh, happy that this is moving forward in that direction. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and with Roe versus Wade, you know, it's not overturned like you can't do it no more, but it's no longer going to be federally authorized. It's back on each individual state to make up their own mind. And, you know, so there's all these protests and all this stuff going on. And I've seen something where, you know, uh, some of these protesters, I said, well, we're just going to abstain from sex then. And, you know, the, some respondents on Twitter and Instagram, are like, now you're getting the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I mean, it is, it's, it just amazes me that, you know, these people are so, you know, how can they just whimsically make this decision? Well, that's what happened in 1973 when the decision was made. There was no merit for it. Nothing in the Constitution saying that they could do it. It's just that the liberal justices that occupied the Supreme Court at that time said, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. Well, now the shoe's on the other foot. And they're like, you know, oh, we got to cancel the Supreme Court. We just uh, abolished the third level of the federal government here, you know, and all this stuff. It's, it's, these radicals are so radical. well what comes to mind is is that we've heard this over the last couple of decades you know where um things the boundaries are being pushed you know like we have let's say morality and the boundaries are being pushed that oh you know what we need to to let this go in the wayside and go in this direction for more freedom and so uh in a sense we have become very tolerant they tell us to be tolerant well, we've gotten to the point where we have tolerated so much now that it's a complete disaster, you know, and we're seeing it in social levels throughout this, and you know, in the social experiment that's been going on. Um, and so the, the tolerance has become extremely intolerant now from exactly. the other side. They swung 180 degrees where they've been asking for it and now they won't give it. And yeah. so that is a, a kind of like a hypocrisy and, you know, yeah. in the biggest sense of the form. And so at the same time, you have these people that don't mind having um, a baby's life ended. Now, if it was done openly and the effects or people saw how this was happening, I I don't think it would have gone this long. But because it's been behind closed doors and secretly uh, and it's out of the mind's eye, uh, people just kind of like say, "Okay, I'm not going to get involved. 
right? So the shock and the horror of uh, an abortion has escaped vast majority for what decades. Yeah. And so now uh, I'm glad that this is uh, moving this direction so that we can begin to receive more of God's favor and mercy for our nation. Yeah, amen. Amen. You know, we also talked before about Ezekiel 14, 12, how God sends troubles to those who don't listen to him. And we talked about the spiritual shaking of America and the world. Just briefly go over those things again, remind our listeners of what they were. Wow. Okay. So I've been reading in Ezekiel. I do two chapters a day. So I've been there for a while because it's a pretty thick book. And when I got to the 14 and I started to read it in 12, where it says that God will bring these these events upon um, a, a rebellious people, I thought, oh, gee, this sounds a lot like what's happening in our country. But then I expanded it because it sounds a lot like what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So now getting back to the February 26th uh, vision dream, I tell people that, you know, I, I, I categorize it as a, a living dream because it is so powerful. And when I had that, it was technically in three phases. And the phases were is that I was in a park and I'm looking um, towards Chicago. You know, when you get within 25 miles, you can see the downtown buildings down there. So I'm I'm sitting there enjoying the day, sunny day. And all of a sudden, the ground started to move a little funny. And when it did, it started to break apart like it was a dried lake. You've seen that mud, that cracks and stuff. Well, these were very deep cracks. And so I realized I have to get to a place where it's more solid ground. Well, that shaking, we're seeing the shaking. We're seeing the, all kinds of financial, social um, things being uh, broken apart and cracking. And, and so the ground has become very unstable. We don't know where we are anymore. And then the, the next part was, was that I moved into a, a bedroom community because it seemed to be more solid until the house that I was standing next to got swallowed up. That's the second phase. When it got swallowed up, uh, I was just listening to someone just this week uh, on YouTube, and they were talking about how um, now the middle class is being hit by this because they're losing their jobs. And when they're losing their jobs, now they can't make their payments. And then now we're having a housing crisis there to where they are becoming homeless. No, And so that's going to impact a lot of people. That's what I think we're going to see in this next big phase is that they, the middle class is going to start um uh, losing their homes. They're going to get swallowed up because the discretionary money is gone. The income is gone. And then the final stage was, is that a huge shockwave. And I don't know what, what makes the shockwave because I was in um, a fortified building. But when I came up above ground, people were scrambling for provisions. They were paying it with cash because electricity was down. Um, the streets were filled with people trying to figure out what, what to do. It seems as though the electricity was down, the, the communication was down, uh, and that's when I heard the Lord say, it's time to separate yourself. And by that, I'm realizing, oh, gee, get out of the way, because things are going to get pretty bad. Now, when I saw what was going to happen with the um, pandemic, I saw the three waves of the pandemic, but at the end, I got back into a car which symbolized freedom of life, and I, and I drove off, showing that we got back to regular life. But in this particular one, I don't see beyond this shockwave. And so that has me a little disturbed because you know what? I like living life. No. And something happens here that disrupts things and I don't know the outcome. So, of course, I pray and hoping that he's going to show me something that's coming down the road. And all of this is converging on end times to birth pangs that seem to be getting more intense. They seem to be getting more frequent. And like I was telling you earlier is that I was listening to Pastor Jimmy Evans on YouTube. 
And he was saying that uh, we're in the end times and this isn't going to get better. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, I mean, we have right now, I mean, you see it every night on the news, you know, the food shortages and the financial problems and all that. And these, we believe, you and I both believe these are basically self-inflicted wounds, right? I would say so. Now it's becoming pretty suspicious because uh, I had mentioned that there was about 30, in times past, I mentioned about 30 food processing plants that have been damaged by a variety of different things. Well, it's now over 100. This can't be a coincidence. No. And then when you got the fuel prices so high, that can't be a coincidence. So those are self-inflicted, you know. And so uh, trying to get more fuel when we already have our own, but of course, we're not going to be able to use those because mm-hmm. they've been put off bounds. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we're trying to get them elsewhere, which I think is just an attempt at platitudes, you know, where it's trying to show people that they're doing something when they're really doing nothing, right. which is sad to say. Yeah. So now what's going to happen is that that discretionary money, people are making decisions. They're not going on vacations. Hotels aren't faring very well. Restaurants are taking a hard hit. What was it? I was uh, another broadcast that I was listening to where the owner was working uh, seven days a week cooking the steaks because he didn't have enough employees to be able to, to do it. And we're seeing a rotation where uh, businesses aren't open because they don't have enough staff. They'll be open three or four days a week but they can't keep it open like they were before because of the lack of staff. And so that's impacting them. And so, and it goes round and round and down and down it goes. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, shift gears a little bit. I remember I was reading a book. It was called uh, Petrus Romanus, The Last Pope by Tom Horn. You and I both know Thomas Horn and uh, Chris Putman. And this is way back. 2012, 2013. As a matter of fact, I did I did a series on this book that I read uh, in 2013 on the radio station. But the evidence they presented actually happened after the book was published, when the Pope, uh, prior to the current Pope Francis uh, Benedict, I guess Pope Benedict was the one prior to that, when he had suddenly announced his retirement, which in the book. They had identified as being in September of 2012, but he announced his retirement in May of 2013. And that's why I started reading this book. I had read it and I pulled it back out and just went through it again. But but through interviews through the Vatican, it came out uh, about six, seven months later that he initially announced his plan to retire to the inner circle at the Vatican in September of 2012. But they told him, wow. don't announce it yet because we got to start getting things organized like that right so they wrote this book and it took them like two years to write the book so they god had showed them this two years prior to the book even being published and they nailed it when he was going to do it and then according to the book the last pope at that time would be selected and he would be a roman pope and now we have pope francis who came from uh argentina right but he was born in rome italy and family migrate, and he was the bishop or cardinal or whatever it was over there. But he's from Rome and ended up living in South America. And now here he is. And, you know, coincidence, as you mentioned earlier, I don't think so. What about you? It, it is very interesting. Now, as I was listening to the program, I'm thinking to myself, now, typically people like to stay within the confines of, of scripture. But there are other resources that help support the scriptures. 
And so as I'm listening to this, I had a critical ear. And the way that he displayed it really kind of did make sense. Right. So in the light of that is that I'm thinking to myself, wow, the timing, the timing is incredible. Like you said, coincidence or not. And so what is going on in the world? Um, I'm thinking to myself, this is just one more piece that fits into the end time puzzle. Yeah. And I recently heard, oh, this may have been a few weeks ago, maybe several weeks ago, that now Pope Francis is thinking about retiring. And if he's the last pope, I don't know. You know, how close are we? Put it like that. Well, that's if the whole those thing. prophecies are true. The Malachi prophecy says there's going to be 100 and what, 112 popes and Francis is the last one. How I know. close are we to the return of Jesus? Well, I mean, everything is screaming. If you're looking, if you're paying attention, everything is screaming that we are in the very last of the last days. Yeah. And so um, you can't, if you're looking, you can't deny it. You can't miss it. But then you have uh, the people that are out there living life that are totally oblivious. And that's why we do these broadcasts. And of course, the Christians, they try to, try to get them to, to move closer to the Lord so that they can be on that strong foundation so that he will get them through. And that's one of the things that um, I had mentioned about the 2.26 in the morning, because I referenced it to Joel, where mm -hmm. uh, it it kind of like shows that, okay, Tom, don't worry, because you are going to eat to your fill. No, he's going to provide. He's going to provide for his children. And he is going to see us through until the time of the rapture. So then, the, you know, the phrase is, are we rapture ready? Exactly. Amen. Amen. You know, with all these things happening in this day and this hour, I mean, there can be no doubt spiritually something is happening. In fact, even those who deal with the natural outlook on world events are believing we are closer than ever to the infamous doomsday. You know, have, have you seen the, the recent information on the doomsday clock moving closest to the climax of midnight than ever before? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I had to I had to go back and look at that, you know, because they have it down to um, what what is it? A hundred seconds, yeah. no, which is what, a minute and a half? A little slightly more, yeah. And so um, that is a, a pretty dire uh, prediction, seeing as how the faint, the, what's going on with the wars that are going on in, you know, between Russia and the Ukraine and in different areas. And, then, you know, now we are seriously being challenged by China and Taiwan. Uh, China is threatening in, to invade Taiwan, and Taiwan is a major production factory for the microchips that go into so many products th throughout the world. So if they do do that, what are we going to have happen here in America? So they, uh, I have heard that they are going to make a factory here to produce the, um, the manufacturing of the chips. But the question is, is that it too little too late? No, because we have that. That lack of chips is affecting so many different industries in the supply chain. So you can have something that is completely built void of the chips. And so therefore, it's not being able to be used. And the case in point would be uh, automobiles. Yeah, automobiles, cell phones, <laughs> computers, all that hey. stuff, you know. So, yeah. Amen. amen. Everything has chips in it. I mean, your microwave has chips in it, you know. So, I mean, yeah. And if that's where most of them are being built at and China decides, hey, you belong to us, you know, it's like he who controls the water controls the world because all they got to do is turn off the spigot. What are you going to do? You're going to pay whatever it is they demand. Well, and you know that's a huge thing. That is a huge yeah. thing for America. 
And yeah. I, okay, I was surprised. This is a rabbit trail. I was surprised years ago when uh, in the Great Lakes. You no, know, I've seen some of those Great Lakes ships. They're not ocean-going ships, but they're big. Very right? big. And the comment was is that uh, that these ships are weaving with bottled water from mm. Lake Michigan, from the other lakes, and they're going to other places in the world. And mm. it's sort of, of course, the natural thing is is that wait, it's our water. <laughs> no, but water is becoming a huge thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I was going to save this for later, but, you know, have you seen the uh, recent what, Lake Mead, that level going down? Uh, it's a surprising, surprising scenario. And some people had brought out the fact, and of course, you don't think about it until it actually starts to, to get critical, is that um, the lake is V-shaped, meaning that the ravines in the lower parts of the lake as where water is, but then it starts to get by degree fans out, mm-hmm. right? And so as the fanned out water is disappearing, now you have the V shape, which is the less volume, and that is dropping really fast. So Lake Mead, Lake Powell is dropping faster than expected, at least on my account, mm-hmm. uh, to where there is, I think, the 150 feet in this V portion to where they can't generate electricity anymore. No, it's called Deadpool. And it's happening to both of them. Now we know that this is happening in both of those. And it's because the uh, Colorado River is not supplying water, yeah. which what does God say? You know, you need water, you need rain, you know, you know, turn to me, cry yeah. to me, right? Yeah. I don't right. see a whole lot of that happening, do nope. you? Nope, not at all. And and you know, when they cut off the valve there. You know, Los Angeles gets most of their water from there, you know, and now they're going to be cut off and they're like, hey, you can't cut off our water. And they're like, sorry. Yes, we can. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, you know, it, but if you stop and think about what has happened, say, in the past 10 years out in Colorado, you know, legalization of marijuana and, you know, I mean, uh, Colorado used to be a wonderful state and the scenery up there is wonderful. But they have adopted extreme liberal policies and that just fly in the face of God. And God is like, okay, no more snow for you for a while and see how that works out for you. And yeah. you know, that is where they get their water for Lake Mead, the runoff from the snow melt, the ice pack melt up in the Colorado Rockies flows downhill. And I mean, and it just so happens. California is one of those extreme liberal states as well. And uh, hmm, I wonder if there's a coincidence there. Oh, that's right. There are no coincidences. <laughs> well, if you, if, you, if you neglect to, to pray to God and acknowledge God as being God, there are consequences in the natural. Well, okay. So today I was reading in uh, Ezekiel 36, 26, where he says that uh, I will give you a new heart. I take your heart of stone to your heart that you will follow my decrees. Now, blessings result is that. So the thing is, will the lack of water start to affect people's hearts to where they start looking upward for answers and submit to his ways, which is against human nature because we like to be rebellious and go our own way. But it costs us. It costs us things that we're not necessarily willing to pay long term. So the thing about the water is very interesting. I was just reading in Ezekiel 36, 26 this morning about how God will give us a new heart. He will take our heart of stone and 
give us a heart of flesh, and then uh, he will put it upon our hearts to follow his laws and decrees. And when we do that, we get blessed. Now, it's not our natural propensity to, to be, you know, uh, follow his laws. We like to go our own way. And we're seeing the results of that all over the place. And so um, it's becoming very important with the supply of water for the East Coast to south, Southwest and I just listened to a podcast where um, a highly trained person in Phoenix was thinking to themselves, maybe it's time for me to move. Because if the water issue does become serious, what's going to happen in that area? And so they're reducing it. Some of the people in California who had water rights in the last 20 years are being turned off because those that had water rights prior to them are still being getting their water delivered. And so it's becoming a huge thing a little bit at a time, but that V-shaped, those V-shaped lakes are starting to drop really fast. Uh, like, uh, let's see, I watched one YouTube where it was, uh, I think, five feet in two weeks. Now, that's pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That is so true. And, you know, it's, we talked about, you know, hopefully they'll look up and start praying to God. But what I've come to see in the recent past is when trouble arises, nobody prays to God. They call Washington, DC, you know, they want the government to step in and help them rather than praying to God and, and letting God help them. So they're looking to man to meet their needs and meet their resources rather than God, which could be one reason why their resources are running out, but you know, that's just Pastor Bob thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the thing with human beings is that for the most part, we like to be taken care of. So when they think of having the government take care of them, people are moving that direction rather than God taking care of them and supplying their needs. So there's been a transfer. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're talking with Tom Donnan today. <laughs> Every time Tom comes on, we end up talking about current events and how all that relates to Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our very eyes. And today is no different. And could it be that the God of justice, he will have justice, is beginning to pour out his justice on the earth, trying to catch our attention? You know, if you get a speeding ticket, what were you doing? You were breaking the law. You were speeding. They give you a ticket as a form of corrective punishment. They hope that when you pay the ticket, you won't speed anymore. But there comes a point in time where if you keep on speeding, they just take away your driver's license. Amen? We could be facing that time right here on this earth right now where God is beginning to up the ante a little bit on the warnings. He is trying to get our attention that this is the final days and you need to get right. You get right or get left. Amen? So be sure you come back for this next episode because Tom's sharing some great information and you do not want to miss it. This is something that needs to be shared with the world because there are so many unbelievers right now just going to hell if Jesus comes back. And he is coming soon. So we need to get the word out as best we can. Amen. Till next time, as Pastor Bob remind you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. 
With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.